on the news and why it matters, uh, AOC's Me Too moment. Uh, is doxing just like a thing that we're doing now? Is that just now a new cool thing? Uh, and Media Meltdown Edition 10,120,064, I guess. Uh, obviously a lot coming up. Don't change that dial. It starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Stubergear, author David Harris Jr., and uh, Jason Howerton, social media guru here at The Blaze. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining us. Um, let's start with poor AOC. Do you believe what's happened to her? Poor, poor AOC. <laughs> I, I want, I can't wait to, Stu, I want you to just kind of unravel um, really her traumatic experience that has gone on um, in a second. But, um, Let's talk about realestateagentsitrust.com first. I, I mean, I, you're shaking me, and I don't know that I can do this now. You've now got me in the, in the, in the AOC moment, but I think Your we PTSD can talk about from it. AOC's, <laughs> yeah, from AOC's that, that Me Too moment. Um, yeah, realestateagentsitrust.com is a service that Glenn started, a company he started to sort out the whole real estate mess, because I think most people kind of get locked into a friend uh, or someone that they kind of know that they bump into at a Starbucks or they see in a, uh, on a bench. These are all not good ideas. I, mean, I don't mean sitting on a bench. I mean, they're pictures on the bench. Um, <laughs> you're sitting on them on yeah, you're the bench. You're sitting on them. Like, oh, look, I should, <laughs> I should buy from that person. Um, it's just one of those things that we don't take the time to really think about. And it's such a big transaction. You've got to make sure you have the right person. So Glenn has a system. He has people who are constantly looking into the best agents in your area, people who have you know, great ratings, great feedback, uh, the best results. You can be able to turn houses around fast and for the most money. And that's what you get when you go to realestateagentsitrust.com. They give you the best agent in your area. So, uh, again, you can go to realestateagentsitrust.com if you are looking to, uh, to buy or sell, wherever you are. They're located all over the nation. Uh, all right, so, AOC. Yes, um, AOC was attacked uh, by mm. uh, a band of, of white high school students. Mm. Uh, well, here's the picture. Um, you can Please. see her being attacked, right? right? I mean, look at this. I mean, look at what you're seeing. Do you believe that this happened? <laughs> Now, she's got that weird uh, white line around her head. And she's also unclear. very surprised. Yeah. She's very thin. She, what is she doing? <laughs> yeah, she's been, you know, she's been uh, keto. Yeah. She's been doing a little keto. Uh, she's very thin from front to back. It's hard to tell there. That's because she's a cardboard cutout, and it's not actually her. Um, now, is this appropriate for high school kids to do? Probably not. But you know what high school is? It's a bunch of inappropriate stuff. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the whole thing that you're doing in high school. Uh, you know, it's, it's a piece of cardboard. So uh, it's not really doing anything. Um, it's just a, a ridiculous joke. They, of course, the Daily Beast, which is a major media outlet uh, run by and owned by a billionaire Democratic donor, they actually decide to run a news story about how these high school students are doing nasty things to a cardboard cutout of AOC. Now, stop and think about this for a minute, because we blurred the picture. They did not. Mm -hmm. They put the faces of seven or eight high school kids on the national media for doing something, you know, silly and probably inappropriate, but get over it. Like, it's nothing. Mm -hmm. It's not really her, guys. And they, they now have sent their pictures all over America. Uh, so that they can be targeted and um, and, and Which they will be and they yes. will be and in in this day and age of social media mm -hmm. you can't do that without consequences anymore. It's I, not innocent. No, they, and they they know better. Yeah, the Daily Beast knows. They better. know what they're yes. doing. They yes. know how this goes. They know better. And you know, does a high school student at that point know better? Probably not. No. As we were talking to talk about, as we were about to go in the air, like God forbid, you know, you have, we had these cameras and everything back in in high school when we were. Every this is what you're doing. You're doing dumb stuff. 
Um, and, you know, you're doing stuff that embarrasses you later on. Well, now it embarrasses them right then and they get death threats and they get attacked. And it follows like, them to, through college mm -hmm. and everything else, right? That yeah. Now they're, they're white supremacists now, right? For, yeah, forever, of course, forever, forever right? right? And, and it's, uh, this is a, a larger problem with the media than just this story. But, like, it is not a news story when a, a person at a coffee shop says something offensive and it's caught on a camera. Right. Like the thing with the Baltimore congresswoman or, or what was she, state senator, whatever that was uh, from a few weeks ago. And it turned out that the person was actually really a Democrat and wasn't being racist at all. But he was accused of racism. But like, let's just say he was racist. Any random guy in a coffee shop saying something racist is not a news story. It's a terrible thing. And that guy should be embarrassed for himself for for himself but it's not a news story mm -hmm. it, high school kids you know the covington thing if the covington thing was as the media portrayed it it's still not a news story let's just say a, call, a high school kid was really offensive to some passing person at, in, in the middle of a public area in washington dc that's not news Wait, that's something that they get grounded for you're telling me yeah, a sure. kid smiling Smugly. <laughs> it's smugly. Yes. At a Native American man is right. not news. I know. I know. It's shocking. It's front page everywhere. But I mean, even if until he wears right. a red hat. Yes. Remember they were exactly. saying. Exactly. Yeah, I know. I know. Remember exactly. when they were saying that they thought it was like go build the wall and go back home, and like that was in the initial reporting from the Washington Post. We found out later it was another uh, group yes. nearby saying that. But let's just say these kids were a lot worse than they actually are, and they were saying those things. Still not a news story, guys. And here's a situation, the th same thing with AOC, um, where they, I guess, harassed a piece of cardboard. And then the Daily Beast goes to the Senate Majority Leader's office to get a comment because, if you couldn't tell from the picture initially, they're all wearing Team Mitch shirts, uh, matching shirts for Mitch, Mitch McConnell's campaign. Um, <laughs> They actually released a pretty funny statement. This is what it says. Team Mitch in no way condones any aggressive, suggestive, or demeaning act towards cardboard cutouts of any gender. <laughs> in a manner similar to what we saw from President Obama's speechwriting staff several years ago. I like the in any gender part. I know. It's pretty That's funny. Classic. It's actually a good, good, solid response. He's got a good Absolutely. team yeah. these days. He does. He does. The stuff uh, he puts out is which great. Which is kind of uh, unexpected. It's weird, yeah. yeah. You would not expect that. <laughs> no, it's a, a weird feeling. Um, but... And this is the defining thing. We talked about this on the TV show today. Went through uh, a lot on this particular story. This is the defining thing about the squad. Uh, the squad, a lot of people would associate with socialism or, you know, really liberal things or, you know, young persons of color or whatever you want to say. What the defining characteristic of the squad is victimization. They are always the victim. They are on the Mount Rushmore of victimhood. No matter what happens, the, the best example of this, and I, I wish I remembered to include it in the TV show, but we'll do it here, is when Ben Shapiro asked Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez for a debate, mm. and she said, are you catcalling me? It's like, <laughs> yeah. what are you talking right. about? Like, this is like... Immediate victim. Immediate victim, no matter what happens. Um, and so she, instead of just saying, oh, geez, I mean, can you believe this? Roll your eyes and move on with her life. No, she has to call out McConnell. Here's what she said. Boys will be boys. Now, where does that come from? If you see the, the linked tweet below... Uh, from uh, from the Daily Beast, it says Mitch McConnell's campaign manager essentially says boys uh. will be boys in response to the image of teens groping and choking a cutout of AOC. Now, they didn't say boys will be boys. The Daily Beast just made that up. They said essentially does a lot of heavy lifting in that sentence. <laughs> uh, in fact, it just changes the entire sentence. It's amazing. Um, and then uh, so she thinks, of course, 
Ocasio-Cortez, who's actually dumber than her cutout, thinks that it's an actual quote. She says, boys will be boys. Well, is this why you won't sign the Violence Against Women Act? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it prevents dating partners with records of abuse. Like, no, it has nothing to do with that. The cardboard cutout thing has nothing to do with this policy on, on violence against women. Uh, and then she follows up with this last one, um, and which is, of course, a disaster as well. Hey, Senate Majority Leader, these young men look like they work for you. Just wanted to clarify, are you paying for young men to practice groping and choking members of Congress with your payroll, or is this just the standard culture? Oh gosh. Can you possibly be more so dramatic this, than this person? She's oh legitimately insane. But, I mean, it is to a point where it is really um, the thing that is incentivized in our culture. Like, it's no longer, like, achievement is praised. Victimization is praised. If you can yeah. find a way to make yourself the victim of the day, you run the news cycle. And we've incentivized this behavior. AOC is just on the, you know, she's on Mount Rushmore for it, but she's not the only one doing it. And it's really, it's really despicable. The, my favorite example, though, today was um, white supremacists. There's an article in the New York Times today talking about how what the white supremacist movement has changed. And they legitimately lay out that 20 years ago they were white supremacists. Like they were the they were supreme. But now they're the victims of this invasion of Hispanic and black people coming across the border and they're going to be replaced all the time. And it's like even the white supremacists are doing this. Like they're all victims too. <laughs> even the white supremacists won't say they're supreme anymore. This has really in, it gone through the entire culture now. And you know, AOC is a great example of it, but it is everywhere. I think How old is AOC? 29. 29. Because those tweets remind me of somebody in high school. Yeah. 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 High school drama queen. Mm-hmm. You know, who, how can I get attention? Who can I try to outdo in, in coming with a backup, uh, you know, uh, of something that's just ridiculous? I think the most disturbing Congress. thing, though, is mm-hmm. like with the victimhood thing is, is it doesn't matter who, like, who is exploited. Like there's nothing's off limits to make mm-hmm. yourself a victim. It doesn't matter if it's a kid, a child. Uh, it, it, random nobody like with uh, some of these other things that are going on as long as it can be exploited to for that end like the victim of that doesn't matter like that's really scary to me that it used to be there used to be some rules mm-hmm. you don't yeah. break mm-hmm. right children yeah posting mm-hmm. pictures of kids they're not 18 and now those don't exist anymore yeah, yeah. I mean I, you know like you I think you can get on AOC and, and all of the rest for for trying to score points in this game. But the real problem is that the game exists at all. There's this weird incentive in this country of all countries, a country that's built on being the best and achieving and taking risks. It's now, how do I get everyone to feel bad for me every day? Mm -hmm. And that is just, it's a reversal of how this country was founded and and, and everything we stand for. Yeah. Uh, David, I want to move on to uh, Julian Castro. Yeah. Mm. What so, happened with him? So he decided that it was okay to um, list names of donors tr- for Trump supporter donors uh, in the uh, list them publicly their their names and their place of business. And I believe it's in the El Paso area. He was doing it on purpose, trying to tie mm-hmm. these Trump supporters to the the tragedy in El Paso. And you can play the clip when I, I'm grateful at least that this. Uh, commentator was asking him and kind of put him on the spot about what he thought was going to happen, but he his response is ridiculous. Congressman, as you look at this list, I know you said you didn't put their addresses out there. It's easy to find them. These people undoubtedly are already being harassed online or perhaps uh, face-to-face. 
What do you say to those people this morning who said, I made a campaign donation and now I'm going to be harassed? I'm going to have people protesting outside my business or perhaps even my home. What do you say to them? Do you want them to repent for their support for Donald Trump or what do you want from them? Well, the first thing is that I don't want anybody harassed or targeted. But they will be because you put their names in public. Look, that, that was not my intention that's these things happen. are these things are <laughs> no what i would like for them to do is think twice about supporting a guy who is fueling hate in this country yeah I, I don't i don't want to i don't want to threaten them but i want them to think but twice. if you agree that rhetoric can lead to incitement even if it just triggers one person to do something terrible right does wow. it give you any pause about putting these people's names out in public no <laughs> yeah. I'm shocked, Absolutely. though. Yeah, I mean, kudos job. to yeah. MSNBC yeah. For, for him actually well, saying, Let's you know say what? Willie Geist, because I don't want to give the whole yeah, network yeah, yeah. Let's pass, give kudos but, to Willie, yeah. because yeah. He, didn't let him get, he didn't let him get a pass on it. You know, yeah. Castro's trying to say, oh, I wasn't, that wasn't my intention. That's exactly what was his intention. And it's just like the follow-up, the story that we just talked about, the, where, the fact that the Daily Beast would, would publish... Uh, the picture of these boys, it's like here we've got this congressman that is literally putting people out there, willingly knows that they're going to be harassed, get death threats. Mm-hmm. I really hope Trump supporters show up to all these people's businesses and show them some support. Did you see the and, list, though? It wasn't just business people. There were retirees on it. Yeah. There was a homemaker on it. We're not just talking about, like, big business. Like, such, yeah. We're talking about just yeah, random people. people. A homemaker yeah, that, that yeah. now is going to have to deal with all this. So it's disgusting. It's a good segue to what we were just talking about. Like that used to be like, oh, like who would do that? Like to his own constituents, even. Like he's a congressman. Mm-hmm. Like it's, he represents Texans, and he's doing that. I uh, think he actually wants. If I dare say, I think that the left actually wants more violence. I agree. I think they want more chaos. Mm. I think they'd love to see this country rip itself apart because then they could sit back and blame Donald Trump for it. Mm-hmm. That's all, the, well, I, I that's really all they care about right at the end of the day is yep. how can we blame Donald Trump for any of the problems going on in this world? I, and I'll say, too, like there's one if there's one thing from the 2016 election, <clears throat> you think the Democrats would have learned their lesson on is the basket of deplorables. Right. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. here they are now saying anyone who supports Donald Trump is a racist like if you go back and look at Hillary's comment, it was very limited to a, a certain section of the alt-right. She said, you know, look, I think there are really some really bad people. There's this basket of deplorables. They're bad. And then there's a lot of people who might come vote for me, and they're good. Like, they're just saying everyone who supports yep. Trump is racist now. Yeah. They've actually yep. gone much further than, than her. And I will say that I believe that was Joaquin Castro. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Brother. You're correct. You're correct. Um, now, he has a beard. Um, and that's how you can tell them apart. <laughs> and I will say the best argument for Julian Castro is if he sucks, we could just swap him out for Joaquin and see how that goes. Oh, I'm sure so Joaquin you, will be much better. You're going to get two for the price of one. you got two <laughs> options. Who knows which one's going to be better? Well, you know, David, it's interesting because uh, he went on there and said, no, that was not my intention at all. What are you talking about? But his buddy Rashida Tlaib said, Chairman Castro, they don't like it when you name their donors. The public needs to know who funds racism. That's very clearly the intent. Your buddy over here is saying that that's what your goal is, right? You heard him. He said, said, I don't want them to be harassed, but his intent, when he finally admitted it, I want them to think twice. What What does that mean? That means you want them to be afraid, again, to donate to Trump. Mm-hmm. How is that not intending to <laughs> intimidate and harass them? I just like, hope the American people wake up and and see what's taking place, especially after tragedies like we just had this last weekend in Gilroy and in Chicago. It's the it's mm-hmm. the same thing. It's like it's it's they're all tragic, 
But here we've got one party that is continually trying to exploit these tragedies and blame individuals that are completely innocent. Donald Trump's innocent, all of his Trump supporters are innocent, and the shooters, if we're pointing out those things, they came back that they were Warren supporters and yeah. uh, Echo and AOC stuff. They're, they're far-left progressives. So it's just, it's something I hope the American people are waking up to. Yeah. All right, back in a minute. That's, that's unbelievable. I mean, I think that they would have All right, Jason, uh, media meltdown, I'm sure th that term comes as no surprise to anyone at the table. But this one was particularly egregious. Well, it feels like the closer we get to the election, like the more desperate to like oh, yeah. do what they can, like just to make sure like there's no way he can get reelected because like that's <laughs> so outside of the realm of possibility. Um, but this one is unlike anything I've ever seen before. Uh, this is a former FBI bigwig. So like like somebody high up in, in, in the... Uh, in the organization, and, and he's on MSNBC explaining why Trump's decision to fly flags half-staff in honor of the victims of the shootings in El Paso and Dayton, while that has a secret, very secret, numerology symbolism <laughs> that is a hat tip to Nazis and to Hitler. Oh Just stay goodness. with me for a second. Wow. Stay with me for a second. Okay. So this, uh, I, I want to make sure this, I get this guy's name. Uh, he's now an MSNBC contributor, Frank Figluizzi. Well, Figliweezy, something? I'm not sure that you did get his name I, right. Probably oh, not, <laughs> but, but anyway. So he's a former FBI, he's on MSNBC. Let's watch this clip and see, just, just listen. He makes some good points. We have to understand the adversary and the threat we're dealing with. And if we don't understand how they think, we'll never understand how to counter them. So it's the little things and language and messaging that matters. The president said that we will fly our flags at half-mast until August 8th. That's 8-8. Eight, eight. Now, I'm not going to imply that he did this deliberately, but I am using it as an example of the ignorance of the adversary that's being demonstrated by the White House. The numbers 8-8 eight, eight are very significant in neo-Nazi and white supremacy movement. Why? Because oh, wow. the letter H uh, is the eighth letter of the alphabet. Yeah. And to them, the numbers 8-8 <laughs> eight, eight together stand for Heil Hitler. So we're going to be raising the flag back up uh, at dusk on 8-8. Eight, eight. Oh no one's thinking God. about this. No one's, no one's giving You're right. him the no advice. You're right. No one is thinking about he's this. He's rejecting the advice. <laughs> no, he's so right. No oh one is goodness. thinking about this. This is, we have reached, I mean, that is beyond Alex Jones level. Oh, that yeah. is, oh, yeah. and, and this is on network yeah. television. That's out and there. And this is like, a, like, and nobody said anything. It was like, it wasn't like that was a weird thing to say on, on like, if I sat here and I was like, uh, they needed Willie on that segment. They did. Yeah, they needed right? Willie on there to back. call that Jason, out and be like, wait a minute. If you they? sat here hey, you on this program and said that, and that would be sitting, uh, your last time on right. this program. <laughs> Seriously. For real, though. And if I like, or something with Obama, he, he's, he's going to an event on July the 2nd. And that is, <laughs> if you add up one and two, it's like, are you kidding me right Unbelievable. now? Unbelievable. That is jaw-dropping. It, it really is. Same. And so this guy was like in charge of like helping keep us safe from terrorists. Like that's kind of scary to me, like that somebody with that kind of judgment. I think, I think it's proof the deep state is real <laughs> maybe, so. maybe that's like the best best example of it if, if there is one so uh that wow. to me so this is what i'm seeing again i'm seeing like a a ratcheting up of like these types of like 
like it's always been bad. Trump is racist, Trump is racist, everything. But like now it's like getting so deep, like every word, every phrase, numerology, like every single thing you could possibly throw it. The desperation is so thick right now in the media to just prevent him from winning. And it's becoming a problem to the point where, like, I've been a guy who has been pretty critical of, of Trump in terms of, I think sometimes he goes too far with the anti-media stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I'm with him to a certain extent. And then, like, I'm like, I wish he wouldn't have gone that far. But they're pushing me so far mm-hmm. with, with what they're doing. It's hard for me to even make that stance anymore. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of That's good... That's right. Come on. Get on the Trump train, baby. Get all the way on. I, I'm, I'm Don't there. hold back. Get I'm all there. the way on the Trump I'm train. I'm there. I, ca- I cannot imagine what could possibly happen to make me think that the other side is sane enough that I should vote for them. Oh, I mean, well, I can't, I mean... I mean there's there's nothing. standard worth considering. There's, uh, yeah, they, there's nobody worth considering. I mean, like, you know, they, were, no one's going to vote for Elizabeth Warren, I don't think, at this table. I don't <laughs> think that's going to happen. Um, but, you know, look, I think you're right. It's like, the, there is a... The Obama-Trump voter is the voter that turned the election last mm-hmm. time, and it's the, vo- the voter that's going to be most in play here. And a person who, was, who is left enough to vote against... Uh, Obama, not even in 2008, but 2012, right? Like, you're voting 12 against Romney, where, like, Romney was a, you know, not an offensive candidate to the far left, right? Um, You know, he was about as inoffensive of a Republican as you could possibly get, I think, for a moderate, right? And for a person who's like, you know what, I'd rather have Obama in that situation and went to Trump, that's a person who, you know, who could be won over by a Democrat who did a good job. But they can't do a good job. They they, they are incapable of it. And they are pushing people who... We're probably Obama, Obama voters back over to Trump uh, at this point. I mean, they just can't handle it. And this is what's so great about a primary uh, for Democrats, because they all are falling all over each other to get on MSNBC to to say the most that Trump is the most racisty, the most racisty, <laughs> racist, racist of all time. And they they're trying to outdo they're each other to get the volume. Outdo, they're lying. They're lying. Yeah, so so I'm going to make one other quick sure. point. Nicole Wallace on NBC, I don't know if it was this morning or last night, went on the air on MSNBC. Again, this is a... a, a <laughs> These build-ups are great. This is an anchor. <laughs> yes. This is an anchor <laughs> yeah. of, a, of a, a news... I keep doing this. <laughs> yeah. A news program mm-hmm. and claimed that Trump has called for the extermination of Latinos. What? S- said that out loud. Oh, my gosh. And, and was not checked until, the, you know, of course, social media gets a hold of it. And then she apologizes. She says, I mistakenly or I... I can't remember what her oh, apology was. Oh, her apology was. was crap. It was nonsense. It was oh crap. She's like, I apologize for saying that, but Trump it's, really is racist yeah. and we need to look so it's at like, his yeah, words. I always oh accidentally say somebody wants genocide, and then, but it was an yeah, accident. Yeah, we all like, completely. I unintentionally, that's what she said. So, I unintentionally and my point on Twitter was, I hope that there's not white supremacists watching MSNBC and taking that at face value and thinking mm. that that's true yeah. and, and, and feeling emboldened to have those. It's like... You can't like that rhetoric is that's dangerous it is. to put that out there to yeah. even speak it into into existence and then to claim that the president of the country supports that. I mean, you're talking about a whole new level of derangement and it's it's a problem. It's it's I think it's worse than anything Trump said, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, because it, it's not just the media. It's, you know, our leaders as well. Our leaders who are supposed to be. It's funny because you think about man, Congress used to be like a really respected position. Yeah, it's, it's not, not anymore. No. It's a even, clown show. Yeah, it's a reality clown show. Rating at this point. Yeah, yeah it's you know, bad. To 10, 11, 12 percent approval. It's yeah. it's a disaster. Yeah. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. That's amazing. I mean, That's they really. Crazy. Do you have a clip for that? Yeah. 
up in overtime, the latest international travel warnings. You guys will not believe uh, where people are being told not to travel to. Uh, that's coming up. You got to go to blazetv.com in order to view that. And you think that this is fun? The party's just getting started here. All right. That's where we have the most fun. Uh, and before we go, I just wanted to say happy seventh birthday to my little boy. Aww. Yeah. Happy birthday. Nice. Love you so much. Happy Can't birthday. wait to go home and celebrate with you. We'll see you next. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. So, uh, there's some new travel warnings. Um, <laughs> did you, did you I hear did about this? I'm, yes, and I'm not going to go to these places. I, I, I am definitely not going here. No. Okay, no, but it's... Is it because so, you're white? Yeah, what? Well, no, so Venezuela yeah. and Uruguay... I'm listening. To yeah, me. no, they, like. they've issued travel warnings mm-hmm. to their residents mm-hmm. about traveling to the United States. Oh, come in here. I'm not going mm-hmm. to the United States anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's very dangerous. You I mean, got Venice, me. Venezuela, I just trust them so deeply. Yeah. And well, things are going really well there. Really? Things are going really well there. Venezuela is telling their people not, co- not to come to the United States? Yeah. Yes, so... <laughs> 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 So you're not. We're not asking for you to come. Yeah, I mean, like, like, just you can stay. It's fine. There's a lot of good people in Venezuela that are victims of a terrible regime. But uh, you know, right now, until you get that whole thing sorted out, maybe, maybe we. Who uh, makes that stuff up? So I know. So Uruguay's uh, (laughs) Office of Foreign Ministry, they asked their citizens to take precautions against growing indiscriminate violence, mostly for hate crimes, including racism and discrimination, which cost the lives of more than 250 people in the first seven months of the year. Oh which is com- taking a statistic and completely twisting it. Wow. And their murder rates are, of course, much, much higher than right. ours are. Uh, it's not even close. Yeah. yeah not even remotely close. Uh, and then Venezuela also said that uh, Americans' inexcusable, indiscriminate possession of firearms by the population <laughs> encouraged by the federal government was mostly to blame. Well, wow. I mean, but you would hear that from Venezuela, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're they, they don't, they're, not, they're not fans they're of They're big on the streets. Second Amendment <laughs> over there. No. Yeah, well, but I mean, then, then you have, you know, government tanks running over citizens. Mm-hmm. That'd be much harder if they had guns, so I see what they're getting at. I, <laughs> I know. Do. I love I that, because we were going through some of the gun numbers for uh, yesterday's show, and you go through, and, and people are like, oh, the gun violence numbers are so high in the United States. I think we're 20th overall when it comes to per capita gun violence, so it's not number one. It's not even close to number one. But you look at some of the countries that are behind us, like, for example, Pakistan has, like, a rate of gun violence that's much, much lower than ours, but their murder rate is double ours. Yeah. Like, do wow. you care what you're There's getting no, murdered by? <laughs> like, is that, a, wow. is that a concern? It's always funny that the gun debate's the one debate that, like, context does not matter. No. Mm-hmm. Like, at all. Nope. Like, mm-hmm. th- like, they don't want to talk about any, any of the different numbers and, and the suicides. Like, there's no right. context. It's just... These people are dying. It doesn't matter if pe- more people are, you know, dying by knives, right? Like, right it just yeah. doesn't matter. You just don't. That's you don't care. That's not. A, you don't worry about that when you're dying. You're not like, ah, at least it was a knife. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you see the video of the guy? I, I don't know if it was in Japan or somewhere like that, but this guy literally had road rage and had a had a samurai sword. <laughs> oh, I've seen, I saw that. Got the guy out, yes. was stabbing him and oh chopping him with his sword. I mean, he, he pretty much close to killed the guy, but it was road rage. It was a knife, so big one, sword. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and like, but you know, it was 
You see that? Yeah. Uh, that was crazy. Yeah, it was intense. You could kill people with other things uh, pretty easily if you want to. And, you know, especially because the problem in the United States in particular is, is 65% is suicide when it comes mm-hmm. to gun deaths. And it's like, well, you can kill yourself in a million other ways. Like, mm-hmm. that is not, it's not hard to find ways to kill yourself. Um, you know, and you go to, like, Russia, who has, we, we own 10 times the amount of guns per capita that Russia does, but they have a higher suicide rate and a higher murder rate. And it's like, well, how does that happen? I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's a cultural thing. And some, Japan has a cultural uh, thing with suicide where their rates are higher than ours. And they have almost no guns at all. It's, it's, it's just, these are just dumb arguments. And, they, you know, they're circuitous. We keep hearing them over and over and over again every, every time. And that's why they're trying to take advantage of the emotion of the aftermath of these situations. They hope people make the decision when they're not kind of like calm and thinking about it. It's emotion and frantic. And you don't make good decisions in those moments. Well, I heard the Democrats are trying to come out with a law that just kind of get ahead of the whole samurai sword thing. Oh, yeah? yeah samurai sword, <laughs> sword driving <control>. law. <laughs> Jason, I feel like it kind of uh, it, it ties into your top story about the media in the sense that, you know, you've it's not just... This, our citizens that are getting this selective, you know, media coverage uh, spin. It's also internationally. We've got, you know, the UK, and we. I mean, it's not just. I don't care what Venezuela thinks about us, right? But like, I mean, you've got international powers that are also listening to this and think that it's it's an issue when it's not. Right. I mean, they, the the media shapes reality, whether you want to believe that or not. They shape the reality for, and, and it, like, we're hyper-political, we're in this world, but a lot of people like my wife and other people, like, they just watch the news and they, that's, my it shapes too. their, it yeah. shapes their worldview and what they think is reality. And yep. when they're only getting one side, it, it, you're not seeing the way things are. Right. And that is a huge, it's not just a, a problem, it's a, it's a responsibility that they don't, they don't take seriously. Mm. They think it's a game to win and not their responsibility to report and to just make sure people know what's going on. And so to me, that's why like when they invite somebody on to debate these issues, it's like it's like Jennifer Rubin. Like yeah. you're not inviting like yeah. intelligent, smart people who can make an argument uh, for the other side. It's so frustrating. It's just so frustrating. I bet you have some interesting conversations at your house. Oh, sure. Yeah. Your wife. <laughs> Absolutely, all the time. You sound all like you speak from experience. Yeah. Just a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. She watches the news. And then it's like, babe, wait, 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 yeah. what? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Wait a minute. Let's let's start with a few uh, parameters here and lay a few <laughs> foundational blocks. And she cares so little. She'd be like, "Is this true?" I'm like, "No." She's like, "Okay." <laughs> she, she moves on. She's yeah, like, I, "I got a baby to yeah. take care of." Maybe a little easier. Yeah. Uh, uh, before we move on, I thought this was interesting. The same website that Uruguay they listed a couple of the most dangerous cities. Um, by the way. They suggested that that uh, their citizens avoid Detroit, Michigan, Baltimore, Maryland, and Albuquerque. I just think it's really rude uh, of Sounds them to suggest, that, anti-democrat. to suggest that Baltimore is in any way a crap hole. I was told that it is very nice these days. Mm-hmm. does not have a rodent infestation problem. Right. Uh, I saw many so, blue chip journalists taking like photos of the park and how nice it is. I, I, I don't yeah, know what that's so about. I, I lovely am, idea. Al Sharpton said Baltimore was a thriving black community. Yes. Right. So, uh, first of all, thanks, Venezuela, for being racist. Um, but the same website that they used to pull those statistics actually lists Venezuela's capital, Caracas, as the most dangerous city in the world. Wow. So. 
Great job, guys. Great job. Uh, unbelievable. It really is amazing. I, th- I think, David, I want to say you posted something on this which was, I thought was fascinating, which were the faces of all the mass murderers or, or mass shooters yes. from this year. Yeah. Yes. And that's been, like, that's been going around. And, and you know, I, Snopes actually looked into it and said it was broadly accurate as far as the faces Jeez. go. And it's a point I made, I think, earlier on this. I know I did on, on, on TV show, but also I think I made it here in that, like, they keep wanting to say there's been 250-plus mass shootings in the country, and they want to tell you that white supremacy is the main problem with it. Well, you can't have both of those things. Right. If you, you know, there are, look, white supremacy is a problem, and, you know, it is a, something that has caused some of these shooters to do these horrible things and these big sort of big splash incidents. And if you want to say there's been six mass shootings this year, you can make a case that, okay, white supremacy is a really big problem among those six, which is about the right number when it comes to these big mass shootings. But they, w- they don't want that. They want the big number. They want to t- tell you that there's been more than yeah. one every single day. To do that, you lose the racial point. Absolutely. And that's what they want. They, right? yeah. they want to make this into you're a racist and it's Donald Trump's fault. Well, it's not Donald Trump's fault when you look at the faces here. It's like, it's, and it's, it's not a racial argument. Shouldn't be a racial argument for them. It shouldn't be a racial argument for anybody. There's an ideology behind white nationalism that should be stopped, and we all should fight against it. Well, if there was a racial argument, it would be why do black Americans <laughs> kill other black <laughs> Americans? Yes, yeah. yes. Such an alarming race, and, and why isn't mm-hmm. that yes. the main topic yeah. for mainstream media, for Black Lives Matter, for black celebrities and entertainers, and every single person that actually gives a crap yep. about the black community, mm-hmm. especially the black community, why aren't they talking is about it, the fact it, that 90% of blacks killed in this country between 20 and 26 are killed at the hands of other blacks? Is it the Amen. bigotry of low expectations? That they just accept that that's the way it is and they don't expect any more from the black community? I, I feel like that's... It's like a soft form of racism. It is. Really. It, I feel it like absolutely it is. is. I mean, look, they act like, you know, there's this, there's this observation that they, they make all the time um, like uh, about shows, like true crime shows. That gosh, it looks like only attractive blondes go missing in this country for some mm. reason. It's the only ones they ever cover. And like, there's a good point there of like, hey, you know, like, there's other people that go missing. We should probably focus on them and get them resources too. And a lot of co- people, uh, you know, in, in inner cities in particular, struggle with getting any attention on their yeah. cases because yep. of this. It's the same thing here. Yeah. Yes, it is terrible when a, a mall in a suburban community gets shot up. And, it, you know, it really is. And it is really a problem. And we really should focus on it. But objectively, it's a more serious problem of, uh, violence in in the inner cities. Yeah, more people die more consistently every single day, and it gets completely ignored. Mm-hmm. And when you bring it up, Donald Trump brought it up about Baltimore, and it gets called a racist. Right. Uh, you know. So I mean, it really is uh, that it is out there, and 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 it is one of those things that if it was reversed, if if it was conservatives were the ones that were constantly avoiding talking about the inner cities, it would absolutely be blamed on racism. Yeah. And for some reason, it's not because it's the media. Yeah. Uh, so a new survey came out from Pew Research Center that said that young Americans, this is really terrifying, you guys, young Americans trust professors more than they trust military, police, or church leaders. Wow. So uh, the survey said 74% of those in the 18 to 29 age bracket trusted college professors and then... um, only 69% trusted the military, 67% trusted police officers, 50% trusted religious leaders. So, yay, our future, I guess. That's pretty uh, scary. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, the only thing I go to power. is when I was a college kid, I pr- might have answered similarly, right? Like, I, I remember when I was really the young. The military, though? I, I remember. And the police? I, I went through fa- a phase of, of anti-authority. Uh-oh. Yeah. Did you grow your hair out? <laughs> no, I did not. But those kind of polls when we're talking about really young people who have not had life experience, who have not 
educated themselves to the yeah. level that it doesn't scare me that much. But they're being educated, they are being, and it tells you what they're being educated, and, educated. and how they're being educated. 100%, 100%. But I don't think they're lost causes and indoctrinated to the point that one day when they have a job, when they start seeing taxes coming out of their paychecks, um, and start seeing some of the crazy ideas that don't work, um, I think a lot, I think, I just think naturally people grow more conservative as yeah. they Yes, learn. but do you, but do you wonder though, um, I do still feel like they're being taught by, you know, AOC and Tlaib and all these other people to not have a sense of pride in the military and sure. in our police. Yeah, 100%. Right. So yeah. I don't even That's think. That's a separate issue, but yeah, that 100%. Yeah. Uh, and it's definitely true. Um, but I do think there is that transition. I remember hearing an interview with a uh, with an offensive lineman uh, a few years ago, and he was talking about, you know, politics and, and athletes. And he said, uh, all of them come in on draft day and they're all Democrats until they see that first paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> and they all become Republicans. That's good. <laughs> I love that. Uh, all right. Yesterday's poll. Are red flag laws a good way to prevent future? Oh, I'm sorry. What's the most important issue in 2020? I'm getting ahead of myself mm. here. What's the most important issue in 2020? Uh, 64% of you, as Stu predicted, immigration would be the winner. 64% of you said immigration. 21% uh, said the economy. 8% said abortion. 7% said health care. Now, th what I find interesting about this, and I know that it's the, you know, the split between Democrats and Republicans, but all that the candidates are talking about uh, on the left is is healthcare, Medicare for all. You know, mm -hmm. that's that's like their their biggest selling point is who's going to do Medicare for all the, the most mm -hmm. radical. Sure. But for the people who are taking our poll, that's at the bottom of the heap. And I would say, too, uh, when you look at polls and this is obviously a, a this is a very poll. scientific. Like, it's poll. just more of a way Still. for us to just <laughs> talk you. about the issue. <laughs> uh, but when you look at scientific polls uh, uh, from Democrats and you ask them, hey, what do you want? Do you want Medicare for all or do you want you know, maybe some expansions on Obamacare? They say overwhelmingly they want expansions on Obamacare and not Medicare for all. Mm -hmm. I think it's 5539, if I remember the poll correctly. Mm -hmm. um, they don't really want. Uh, Medicare for all. Yet all these candidates are flopping all over each other to get to each other's left to try to give it to them anyway. And again, this is like, these are gifts to Donald Trump. They're yeah, they, they, handing them votes by the thousands. Yeah. Uh, today's poll, are red flag laws, there we go, are red flag laws a good oh, way to prevent... I had deja vu. Did you? I totally yeah. did. Like, I felt <laughs> I her saying that earlier, and now here it is again. <laughs> so <laughs> weird. Are red flag laws a good way to prevent future mass shootings? Guys, come on. Come on, what do you what do you think? What do you think the I do not think they are good ways to prevent. Uh, but mass what do you think the percentage is uh, going to be? Um, I don't know. It's you know what we didn't. This is a good test of this because I, I think if you put Trump because Trump is saying he's he's open to these laws um, and he's he's I think he's more trial ballooning it now to kind of see how the base reacts to it. And mm -hmm. and one thing I'll you know definitely say for Donald Trump is probably more than any president I've uh, ever seen in my life is he's very responsive to his voters. Like his voters mm -hmm. say like, look, no, don't cross this line. And they, he hears that loud enough. Mm -hmm. I think he, they think there's a good chance he doesn't go forward with this. Um, but, uh, I think the poll, on the other hand, I think most people will say that it's not going to be a 90-10. 90-10? Yeah. However, okay. I, I bet if we, too, yeah. we okay. should run the same poll the next day if, if, if Donald Trump is still yes. supporting it with Trump's name in it. And I'd like to see what that is. I think it would be a lot closer to 50-50. Yeah, that's a good people psychological experiment. Yeah, it would be. people right. want to support him because they, you know, they like him and, he's, and they think he's doing a good job. But like this is one of those, there's very few of these that I think you won't 
cross lines for for the the personality you like. You know, like I think the wall is kind of like that. Like if Donald Trump came out tomorrow, and was like, you know what, I open up the border. You know, no wall. <laughs> like I think that would really throw a lot of people. Oh yeah, yeah. just a little bit. The Second Amendment's in that category. Absolutely. Probably abortions in that category. There's yeah. not a lot of things that are in that category, but the the big things, the foundational things, and I think the Second Amendment is one of them. Absolutely. Yeah. This is a bit of a borderline issue, I think, for Republican uh, voters generally. Um, but I, I think with this poll, people are going to think, you know, it's just not, it's not going to be effective. You know, and, and like, I don't know that anyone's even advertising it as effective for this particular problem. It may help slightly with suicides. Mm-hmm. A lot of the research shows that, you know, uh, for about every 10 or 12 of these red flag laws that are implemented, they think it saves about one suicide. They do not think it has any effect whatsoever on homicide. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really not re- reactive to that. But, you know, obviously suicide's a big problem, too. So yeah. you want to stop yeah. that. Uh, David, you weren't here uh, when we had our discussion about red flag laws. What do you think? I don't think that, uh, I'll tell you one thing that I've seen. On my Instagram, my Twitter, uh, I've talked about it, and the response that I've seen overwhelmingly from people that are diehard Donald Trump supporters is that that's like, that's a line that they don't want him to cross, mm-hmm. period. That's interesting. It's been, which is, it, which is very interesting because it's like there's still so many other issues that I, I agree with you. I think the president is trying to maybe test the waters and see yeah. what the people are going to say. But I've heard on that issue more than any other issue uh, that if he crossed that line and, and infringed on that Second Amendment, that it would be a it'd be a no vote for him, which mm-hmm. still is crazy to me because what are they going to do? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, there's not an give alternative Give the decision there. to the left. Yeah. yeah. You're I mean, when it comes Democrat, down it's to like it. they'll take all the guns right. and forget any red flag laws. There'll be no gun laws. There'll be no guns, period. Right. They'll take them. I mean, a lot of times what happens with those things is it's not necessarily that you go and you vote for someone else, it, it, but the enthusiasm's it's dropped. You right. might not You might not volunteer. You might, right. If it rains a lot, you might not go out mm-hmm. and make the vote. Yeah. I mean, it does, it does erode. You're right, though. When it comes down to it, if it's if it's Bernie Sanders or Donald Trump, they may very well get fired up on 25 other issues and be fine. We are yeah. far away from the election, yeah. Yeah. but I mean, I think it's important for you know the president to know where the principles of his voters are, and if this is a big issue and it's really important to them, I, you know, I think I, I think he'll come around and respect it. I mean, I you know, I'm nervous. I'm nervous because I don't think it's a core Trump issue. Where like there are some of these things, like the border. I think mm. a, a abortion at some level now. I think he's had enough. You know, he, he used to be pro-choice, uh, but I think he's had a real conversion on that one. Yeah. Um, I think those things are much closer to his core. The gun thing, I, I don't think he's ever felt it, right? I mean, this is a guy who's lived behind security yeah. his entire life. It's never been, he's in Manhattan, you know? Yeah. I mean, he probably, yeah. he probably, you know, with the exception of security people, probably never saw a, a person carrying a gun. The laws are so ridiculous in Manhattan, you know? It's never been a core part of his being. So I think, you know, there's a little bit of feeling out here. I, I hope he lands on, on, the, on the right side of this one. Jason? Um, I, I mean, I think it's, I, the thing with me is I'm a gun guy, I, I'm a carry guy, um, and, but I'm also reasonable and I, I will consider anything that is, you can prove to me is effective, right? If you can show me data, mm-hmm. that this will work, this will prevent something, um, I, can, I can at least consider it. Mm-hmm. This, I just don't have anything on red flag. Like I don't have any evidence saying that this will stop the next shooting. And so I'm not going to even consider infringements on the second amendment without that um so it's just it's a no-go it's a if there's not a reason to do it it's just not good enough to just do something right and the data i, I think is, is is pretty clear that it's not going to help on on those shootings though i will say and you used a, a, the perfect word there which is infringement 
And it's like, well, that sh- you know, you, sh- you know, shall not infringe is yeah. is really clear in the Second Amendment. And whether we think it's going to work or not, frankly, if you want it to, if it's going to work, amend the Constitution. That's and, and that's, can pass that's it. what it is, right? right? Like there is a yep. process to do these things, but it's not just saying, hey, I feel like it's a good yeah. time for it, you know. Or yeah. I think even I think it's it really should work, and it's really important. And that's it feels and it feels good. And yeah. let's be clear, that's the only reason why we still have. Our guns, our guns. Because yeah. we have yeah. the, without the yeah. Second Amendment, Absolutely. I mean, Bill Clinton, like, oh god, they would have taken them. Yeah, got LBJ, Nixon, yeah. Nixon, Nixon wanted yeah. to get rid of yeah. all handguns. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I mean, you know, it goes back really far. Yeah, uh, let us know what you guys think. I just feel like someone's watching me. Uh, let us know what you think at the Blazes Twitter. I just, you know, you get that feeling. That, that someone's just like watching you. <laughs> that was. <a> song. <laughs> it is. Oh, no, I, I thought for I a second about singing it. Okay, you do it. watching me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let us know what you think at the Blazes Twitter. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> that was pretty good. Pretty good, guys. But that was Michael Jackson, right? He was just singing that part of it, though. He was right? singing that part. Really? For Rick James, I think. Yeah. I do that part with Michael Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.